I'm Michael R. Bowie, and this is Fresh Green Blessings, reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother Earth eyes. Welcome to another episode of Fresh Green Blessings. And I'm Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Wren Erickson Malley. And uh, we welcome you back here. Um, as you may know, if you've been listening to previous episodes, uh, in this program we read from the Judeo-Christian Bible, and we read the Bible through a Buddhist lens and with Mother Earth eyes sometimes focusing more on the interface between Christianity and Buddhism, sometimes looking at eco-theology and eco-spirituality within the Bible, sometimes doing both. And today, we're going to be reading one of those, uh, one of those troubling verses from uh, Matthew, Matthew 5.30. Um, Ollie will read that for us, and then I will have a reading, um, including uh, a little story from D.T. Suzuki. Uh, and then I'll speak a little bit after the reading, uh, a little further reflection on that. And then finally, Ollie will share some, some final thoughts uh, for continuing action. Uh, and as always, we have the Tibetan singing bowl. And when I invite the bell to sound, that is an invitation for us to return to our breathing, return to the present moment. Um, enjoy the sound of the bell, and we invite you into presence for this program as well. Matthew 5, verse 30. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. D.T. Suzuki tells the story of Guti, who, when confronted by a nun to say a word of Zen, finds himself unable to say a proper word and feels pitiful. After the nun leaves, a mountain god tells Guti that he will be visited in the flesh by a bodhisattva to enlighten him regarding Zen. Sure enough, the bodhisattva Tenryu visits Guti. Guti tells Tenryu of his humiliation with the nun and of his firm resolution to attain the secrets of Zen. Tenryu says nothing, but just lifts one finger, and all at once Guti's mind opens to the ultimate meaning of Zen. Thence, whenever anyone visited Guti and asked him about Zen, he said or did nothing, but just held up his little finger. 
A boy in the temple observed his master Guti and imitated him. When the boy told Guti about this imitative practice, lifting his own little finger, his master Guti cut off the boy's finger with a knife. The boy ran away screaming in pain when Guti called him back. The boy turned back, the master Guti lifted his own finger, and the boy instantly realized the meaning of the one-finger Zen of Tenryu, as well as Guti. Neither Matthew, chapter 5, verse 30, nor the D.T. Suzuki story are invitations to self-mutilation. They provide images intended to jar us out of complacency, without the need for actual bloodletting. In this life, if we do not die suddenly, we may spend many hours, weeks, or months on our deathbeds. What will we do with such an opportunity to f reflect on our lives? At that point, we might ask, Have I, like the boy in the Buddhist temple, maintained some outer form of ritual and tradition, perhaps even posing as pious? Have I maintained some outer form of responsibility or success, though truly my words and actions were devoid of depth and meaning? Drawing from Matthew 5.30 on our deathbeds, we might ask ourselves, what actions, speech, ideas, concepts did I hold on to as essential, even though they wrought me in hell on this earth? What so-called what so necessities might I have cut away? And if I had, would I have escaped the hellish hungry ghost realm in this life? Would I have been more than a living corpse, one of the dead burying the dead? What would it have taken to jar me out of my complacency? I picked this reading from Matthew today, and I should say you may hear the wind in the background. We have high winds as we're sharing today. I picked this reading from Matthew today because it's one of the many readings that people will reference in the Bible as disturbing. Well, what about that place where Jesus tells you you should pluck out your own eye or cut off your own hand. And I find it interesting that those who might be the first to critique or criticize a literalist interpretation of the Bible then draw upon that literalist interpretation <laughs> To critique the Bible. I don't think Jesus was intending for anyone to pluck out their own eyes or to saw off their own limbs. But I think he was trying to get a message to us. And just as this Zen Buddhist story that Suzuki shares about Guti and the little boy and his finger cut off, these are in some ways horrific, but 
what we're invited to do with the Bible, just as we're invited to do with the Buddha Sutra or with any text that we might deem sacred, is let's read it slowly and mindfully. And if there are disturbing parts, be disturbed. Sometimes the theology or the thinking behind the stories may be disturbing. But sometimes there may be messages that are there in what at first just seems to be something that's ugly or disturbing. And, and, and that's what I think we have here. You know, the idea that if we don't cut away certain parts, we're going to be in this hell realm. What do we need to take out? What do we need to take away so that we can be in a realm of connectedness and deep joy right here, right now? Because I would argue that we could look around and sometimes it's looking in the mirror and we could see that there are many people who are dwelling in the hell realm. And I would further argue that they would be much better if they could figure out what is it that they need to cut away, that they need to let go of, that they need to move from in order to not be in that hell realm, to not be in that hungry ghost realm. So sacrifice that part. And sometimes that's habit energy. We've been doing this this way for a long time. I think this way. I believe these things. This thing that I feel this supports me. Does it really support you? I remember years ago I was in college and we had a speaker come in and he spoke to us and he said, you know, the alcoholic doesn't have a problem. And I remember, just hit me. Shock. And he said, the alcoholic has a solution. And coming from a family where there were folks dealing with alcoholism, I could see this. And by holding on to that, that member of who they were, that part of their identity, that part of what made them, them, the whole body was cast into hell. And I'm not saying it would have been easy for them to let go of that or all the complications of that, but we need to look deeply. And we need, I think, we need to open ourselves to the teachings. I would, even, I would even suggest that probably a lot of people, if they hear this story about uh, Guti and the Bodhisattva Tenryu, and they hear the story of cutting off the finger, they then want to stop and think and say, okay, what's the deeper meaning? What's really, what is this really about? What's this... You know, what is this Buddhist teaching really trying to tell us?
We need to do that with every verse of the Bible. And sometimes maybe it's not there. Maybe sometimes it is just a bad theology. This time, I think there's richness here. But we have to be mindful and we have to go deep to touch it. We are all dying. Of course, in this moment, few of us are on our deathbeds. Death may be years, perhaps several decades away. Yet we may still begin to ask the above questions. You may today choose to copy down or compose one deathbed question and tape it to your bedroom wall as a daily reminder. You are invited to choose a question that invites you into the difficult, ongoing praxis of cutting and casting away the ideas, words, projects, lifestyles, thoughts, things, and actions which place you in the hellish, hungry ghost realm. You are invited to do this so that thy whole body may dwell in heaven on this earth, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. I'm Michael Armalley, and you've been listening to Fresh Green Blessings, where we've been reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother of Eyes.